freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. <clears throat> Welcome to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. This is episode 65. Man, we are stacking them up, Dan. I am Cheryl Todd. I am one of your hosts. And I'm the other guy, Dan. Our theme today is American Revival. And I'd like to mention that we are pre-recorded today because of Thanksgiving. I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. I know that I'm glad I'm not at the studio on Saturday because I would have to look at all the turkey pieces on Cheryl's face <laughs> from after Thanksgiving. I try to stay away from wow, her. Wow, that's a visual. That. Yes. I appreciate that visual, babe. That was that was a good one. Yeah. So what is our theme again? It's American Revival. Tell us a story about that, Cheryl. All right. American Revival. This, I believe, is what many Americans are hoping for. But revival can mean a variety of things. You can revive or resuscitate someone who has had a near-death experience. And you can also revive an unconscious person and help them to wake up and regain consciousness. When we look at the United States, the political process, the Constitution, and the American voters' level of engagement, I think we see how appropriate this word is. We have fallen asleep. We've allowed comfort and distraction to convince us to abdicate our responsibilities over those we have hired to run the country. We basically handed them the keys and walked away. No successful organization can operate that way. Yet we express shock and amazement when things have gone off the rails and when the House and the Senate have likewise abdicated their power and responsibility to the president and to three-letter agencies like the FCC, the EPA, and even the Federal Reserve. So now we have a different kind of president about to take the helm. And with him, a brand new opportunity to re-engage and to make some changes and to revive the America that the Founding Fathers tried to help us form, protect, and preserve. Now, I can already hear the cynical and snarky voices out there scoffing at the idea of reeling in the power we have given away so stupidly and ignorantly and in the name of political gamesmanship. All I can say is that the critics have been wrong about Trump from day one of his presidential run. And with prayer and involvement in the process from local, state, and federal levels, I hope and fervently pray that he will prove the snarts and the cynics wrong every day of his presidency. Dan? So what you're saying to me is that if something's been dead or dying for eight years... <laughs> That it can be revived? Hey, now. Be fair. Be fair. I'm trying to be fair. Well. No, it can it, be revived. It started long, long before then. And I think that there's just this, this laziness, this, this abdication is the best word I can come up with, of people just saying, well, okay, I might show up and vote. Maybe I won't even do that. And then I'm going to sit back and whine and complain and moan and hashtag and Facebook uh, a way about how wrong everything is. And yeah. I'm saying, you know, be intellectually honest. If you're, if you're not involved in the process, I don't know how you get to sit back and, and complain about the people that are actually doing something. It, just because it's not something you like doesn't, doesn't give you the right to criticize it when you haven't put forth any effort. I guess you're right. I, I should be honest, too, and say it has been over eight years. I think it was eight Eight years and two days or something? Stop it. You're, he's just, he's bitter right now because 
I was going to say that the snarks and the cynics have been poo-pooing, and he was all set to make a, a, a funny joke about poo-pooing, and instead uh, I changed it to the word scoffing. So now he's bitter. And he's <laughs> well, wouldn't you be? I mean, the chance to say something about poo-pooing? Oh, my anyway. goodness. All right. So moving right along, we have an amazing array of guests, and we haven't even mentioned them yet. Yes. Our first hour, we have Sean Edwards. He's the author of American Resurrection and proponent to, of individual rights, limited government, and a firm defender of the Constitution. That's refreshing. Absolutely. We also have, who's this? Cassie Todd Jameson? Who's that? Uh, why is she here? <laughs> well, tell folks who she is. Uh, she's she's. My wife's daughter. No, she's our daughter. <laughs> <laughs> when she does something good, she's my yes. daughter. When she does something bad, she's... No, no she, that's the opposite. opposite. <laughs> anyway, it's my daughter, and she is a team leader of one of our sponsors, Pot of Gold Auction House in Avondale. A little-known fact, she is our daughter. Okay, I'm reading the script, so I had to say it twice. Cassie is here to tell us about the annual military and firearms auction coming up next week. <clears throat> we also have Judd Bickle. He's the team leader of AZ Firearms, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. I can't quite say biggest the way that she does. Biggest little gun there shop. There you go. He is not our daughter. <laughs> no, I guess for sure. But he's also here to tell us about the annual military and firearms auction because it takes a collaborative effort between these two businesses to put this together. And I'll let them explain that later on in the show. We have John Correa. He is a founder of Active Self-Protection as well as a head instructor. He is a Christian pastor, a U.S. Navy veteran, and he is going to talk to us about surviving a riot near you. Hmm. That is going to be very interesting, mm -hmm. and I wonder if a 10-round magazine has anything to do with that. You know what? I, I can almost bet it doesn't because of a conversation that he and I were in part of on Facebook. Um, he's very level-headed. He's very, um, you know, a de-escalating kind of a guy, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to tap into his mind for that particular segment. We also have Scott Johnson. He's in the studio, too. I see well, him back hi, there Scott. lounging in the chair. He's the inventor of TactiCatch. It's an AR-15 retention holster system, not just AR-15s, but M16s, too. We have Aaron Paulette, founder of Operation Blazing Sword, providing LGBTQ-friendly firearm safety education for the gun curious. She is also co-host of Gun Blog Variety Cast, which is a part of the Self-Defense Radio Network. We also have our Responsibly Armed Citizen Report and my commentary. Dan's commentary. Um. <laughs> We've gotten some good feedback on, on that segment, so... I'm um, glad you guys are, are enjoying that because it would otherwise be probably a rant, but we're not a ranting show, yeah, right? We're, and we're so not poo-pooing on anything. We're not poo-pooing on anything. We try not to poo-poo on anything. All right, so we've got a couple of um, quick things that we want to get to before we run to commercial. One is, of course, uh, by the time you hear this, Thanksgiving will have passed. But uh, we're sitting here on Tuesday, a couple of days before, and so uh, um, we're just hoping and, and sending out prayers that everybody had a safe and blessed day, and we hope that you are like us. We hope that your house and your table is filled with a variety of people with diverse ideas and that you can enjoy exploring them and debating them and, and come away feeling energized. So do you feel that way so that we don't have to have it? If everybody else has it, we don't? <laughs> no, it doesn't abdicate us from, okay. from doing that. I think that that is a great way to stretch and grow yourself and, you know, your family, your friends. You don't want to um, tear the fabric of those relationships over whatever the latest uh, thing is in the media or the, the crazy election we just had or... You know, what what Trump may or may not do and, um, you know, all those kinds of things. Um, always when you, you engage in these conversations, do more listening than talking. Well, like today That's on the way challenge. down here, on the way down here today, my daughter came with us and we had a conversation mint, uh, kind of an argument. Conversation mint. That, yeah, oh, that's a good word. Argument conversation. And, you know, um, it, it got a little steamy for a second. And that's the thing okay. is. I, I welcome that because, you know, I'm 61 years old. Mm -hmm. I, I grew up different. And we, 
we uh, raised our daughter. She was a little, um, she, she, we influenced her. I mean, she listened to us, but she has her own opinions too. And we welcome that. And by listening to her side, the younger generation, millennial generation, I, I like that. I'm, I'm, I'm really satisfied of our conversation today because I, I see her side of it and I understand what other people are thinking. You can stretch, you can grow. Right, right. Um, or you can just, you know, butt heads and dig your heels in and think, well, I'm the smartest I'm ever going to be right now today. And good luck with that. And the Highway Patrol wasn't happy about me leaving her at the 51 <laughs> loop uh, in the middle. <laughs> Things get a little loose here when we have guests in the studio. I can, I can already sense that. Uh, the other thing I want to say um, is, of course, our hearts and our thoughts and our prayers go out to the um, the officers and the the families and friends of all the officers who have been so savagely attacked and murdered in this past week and I I don't know what is going on out there but you know we end every one of our shows with pray for our nation and pray for our leaders you know when we're praying for our nation and our leaders don't forget the people that walk that thin blue line for us um, they're not always uh, perfect, right? Some of them are just a little all too human and do some wrong things. But I would say that, um, you know, they're out there doing a job that I personally couldn't do and wouldn't want to do. And uh, we really, we owe them at least a prayer, at least a shred of respect. And uh, uh, so anyway, we're just thinking about their families. And the family of all the kids on the school bus, too. Mm. So, My goodness, you know, that's right. Be sure, be sure to be thankful for what we have and pray. Absolutely. All right. Well, I am excited uh, to get started when we come back. We're going to launch right in with an author. He wrote a, a blog, and it came across my Facebook feed, and it was just kind of about, I think the title was, How You're Feeling About the Election Probably Says More About You Than the Election Itself. And uh, what does it say? Why your reaction to the election may say more about you than the election, Sean Edwards. And so it got me to reading more things in his blog, and I found out he wrote a book. So I ordered that up real quick called American Resurrection and uh, really just was fascinated by uh, what he he wrote. Um, I found it very similar to another author who we had on. Uh, a couple times on the show, Laura Carno. She wrote a book called Government Ruins Nearly Everything. And so that uh, kind of puts the onus on, on the government. This book really kind of puts the onus on on people, on the voters. And um, it, it's still a very similar mindset that um, kind of what have you done about it? You know, if you don't like it, what are you, what are you going to do about it? And um, so the subtitle of the book is The Failure of the U.S. Constitution and the Rebirth of a Nation. So it's very hopeful. It's got a hopeful tone. And I like that. Okay, we're going to run to commercial. Stick around. Coming right back on the other side, we've got Sean Edwards, author of American Resurrection. Can you survive the legal aftermath of self-defense? Armed Citizens Legal Defense Network can give you peace of mind knowing that you have the financial and legal assistance to face this new threat to your liberty, your property, and your good name. Become a member today for just $135 a year. Join Armed Citizens Legal Defense Network today. ArmedCitizensNetwork.com Use the tracking code 15625 or Paul Lathrop. ArmedCitizensNetwork.com Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Potty Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. Potty Gold auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at pottygoldestate.com. And we're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it, as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ, as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun? 
Absolutely. AZFirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment, staffed by knowledgeable people. AZFirearms.com is Knoll Town Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit azfirearms.com. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Well, we are talking today about American Revival, and I sort of borrowed that from the, the title of a book, American Resurrection, because the author of American Resurrection, Sean Edwards, is about to come on and, and be our first guest today. And uh, I just, I was so captivated by uh, a blog article that he wrote recently that I had to buy his book, and then his book was so good, I'm like, got to get this guy on the show. So he is the author of American Resurrection and a proponent of individual rights, limited government, and a firm defender of the Constitution. Sean, are you with us? I am. Can you hear me? I can. You're clear as a bell. Can you hear me well? Perfect. Yes, you are clear as a bell as well. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to, to come on our show and on such short notice because this blog of yours that I'm talking about was I mean, what is it, maybe 10 days old? Yeah, if that. And um, it has me, taken fire. It has. It's actually had over half a million views, which uh, to some people might not sound like a lot, but to my little, what I call my little libertarian corner of the internet, that's <laughs> massive. <laughs> it is massive. And I mean, it's really, uh, it's definitely hitting a nerve and it's, it's ringing true to people. And it's called Why Your Reaction to the Election May Say More About You than the election, and just take a second to tell folks what that's about, and then you did a follow-up blog, but I really want to spend most of our time talking about your book, American Resurrection, but tell us about this blog. Well, you know, the genesis for the the post was watching the people just become devastated by the results, and I was in a hotel lobby, and there was a teacher's conference at that lobby, at that hotel at the same time. And so there were a lot of young teachers there. And as you can guess, young teachers identified and wanted Hillary to win. And so as it became more and more clear that Trump was going to win and when he did win, I mean, I just saw people bawling, people mm. who literally, they literally believed that we were on the edge of, dare I say, the Fourth Reich Mm. And and just terrified and devastated and thinking that half the country was was against them and bigots and racists. And it just got me thinking that these people, they're so sad. They put so much of their hope into this person and into the government about what their world can be that it's got me thinking that perhaps our reaction to the react to the election says more about our values and Mm. where we're placing our hope and our trust. Mm -hmm. And the presidency was never designed to be this powerful Mm -hmm. um, or, or as powerful as they want you to believe it was. And so this whole idea that the president, as I refer to as the cult of the presidency, which is a term I did not come up with, but the cult of the presidency, meaning that we believe the president can solve so many of the government's problems just isn't what the constitution says. And the president just can't do it. So I wanted to challenge people to say, where's your hope? Where's your vision? Where are you getting your information as well? That came up a lot. And do we even want a president that can be so powerful that it terrifies half the country if they get elected? Mm. I mean, is that the type of government we want? <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking it isn't. And I think that, you know, we've we've just we've gone to hero worshiping. Right. Absolutely. And we've we've put so much on a human individual that they, no human individual could ever live up to the standards and, and the degree of hope that we place on them. And so no. anytime we have an opportunity to bring a politician onto our show, we really tap into, you know, remind us that you're human. You know, we don't say that, <laughs> that question exactly, but, you know, we talk about the, their family. We talk about them growing up because I think that we forget and they become a caricature rather than a human being. And whether we want to, uh, you know, just 
bash them over the head with the, with right. the way they voted or we want to just gloss over anything that maybe they shouldn't have done because we're hero worshiping. <laughs> right. We're just really coming at this at the, in the wrong angle. And so I think that kind of is a good segue into your book. So yeah, the, the American Resurrection, the Failure of the U.S. Constitution and the Rebirth of a Nation. So this is as a hopeful thing, a cautionary tale, but a hopeful thing. Um, yes. Tell us a little bit about where this all originated from. This originated just from a few years ago, well, more than a few years ago. I just made a decision that the United States was, I just fell in love with the history of the United States and the philosophy that led to its creation. And I decided, you know, I had been playing around with ideas of what I was going to do with my life. And I decided that these principles and these values were so powerful and radical that I wanted to advance them. And I am, a, I'm a, I am by principle a hopeful person. Mm-hmm. And I believe, I, I say in my book, the principles that led to the Constitution can never fail. And I believe that. I believe the ideas of individual liberty, of absolute equality, these things that they can, they can be beaten down by misinformation or by other politicians. But I, I dare, dare I say it, I believe they're God-breathed and I believe that they're truth and mm-hmm. I don't think they're going anywhere. So even though I do make the argument that the Constitution has failed, I make it very clear that the ideas behind the Constitution have not. Mm. And, and, that's, and that's where I want to, the hope of the book was to get these ideas in front of the common person again. Because when you study the American Revolution, what is so fascinating is that the common person understood heady polo- uh, political philosophy. There, there are tales and stories of the common person hanging out at, at bars and pubs and, and little places talking about John Locke and Rousseau and, and their implications for government and people and individual rights. And that the atmosphere was pregnant with this understanding of this radical idea that everyone is equal. And mm. that no one has the right to tell another person how to live their life. And how do we build a government based off that principle? That, that the whole populace, even though they were unsure of what to do and how to move forward, they were aware of these concepts. And that's just not true today. We, we, we are not aware of these ideas. And I think most Americans don't even really know what it means to be American. Mm. Wow. That's, that's heady stuff. And, you know, you're, you're rattling off these names. John, John who? What? Is he in, <laughs> was he the guy in Lost? I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, the guy in Lost, he's he was a big philosopher <laughs> and uh, they did. They cut a lot of that out of the show. But, you know, he was a pretty big guy. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we really I, I love the idea of tapping back into and I always say read something pre-internet because the yeah. minute the Internet got involved, everything just got like mucked up and right. partial truths and it's just a mess. But um, so reading through your book. Uh, I really, really enjoyed it. I do have to say that. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. It was, um, it, it was a, a kind of a breath of fresh air. You know, it's like, oh, oh awesome. Okay, so this stuff really does still exist out there. And somebody, because <laughs> you're a young guy, you you might even be a millennial. Are you? Oh, I am. I am a millennial. All right. So you're blowing my mind there. A millennial who understands <laughs> the Constitution. I, I'm on the I'm on the front end of millennial. I only I was uh, you're. I'm a, just a few years away from being the generation in front of the millennials, and I don't even know what they're called. I know. I know I've lost track. <laughs> well, so you talk in your book, because um, you're also a, a theologian of, of sorts anyway, and you talk yes. in your book about how we we like to call ourselves a Christian nation, but you say that right. is a fallacy. Now, I'm a Christian, yes. so I was a little, I was like, what? How what? come? Right? I want us to be a Christian nation. Right. <laughs> but... But the the point is that you know we we believe that we have a moral authority in on the globe, right? And that right. we sometimes have believed that that authority comes from our Christian beliefs. But you're saying no, the moral authority is I think I have this right is individual freedom. Yeah, and that is the moral authority, and that is what makes America so unique. And the United yes. States so original. So can you kind of expound on that? Absolutely. And I'm so glad you asked me to expound on that point, because I think that's a point that a lot of my Christian brothers and sisters, we can get confused on. And I was, too. I, I was very much in more of, more of the conservative Christian political camp. But, you know, the argument can be made from a theological position or from a natural position. And I make it in the book uh, that that. Basically, from a Christian perspective, God never gives us the authority to tell other people how to live their lives. 
if you look at Scripture. And then if we think of ourselves as as all children of God, whether or not we recognize it or not, then that means none of us are responsible for the creation of the other, which means we are all absolutely equal. No matter our religious affiliation or not, we all belong to God because he is the creator of everything. And if, if that's true, which I believe it's true, then that means I have no authority to tell my neighbor how to live their life, even even if they are doing things that I don't agree with, so long as they do not violate my equality or someone else's equality. So even though I may think that someone, my neighbor, my next door neighbors are living a lifestyle that is not healthy, is immoral, as long as they aren't causing physical harm or physically stealing from another person, I, I can't find anywhere in nature or anywhere in scripture or anywhere in philosophy that says that I have the right to then tell that person how to live their life. And I don't think God, as a Christian, ever tells us to do that. In fact, in one of the appendix to my book, I point out that, that Jesus himself even said, look, if people hear my words and don't follow, my, follow them, I'm not going to judge them because I did not come to judge the world but to save the world. Now it goes on. We don't want to get into a super theological thing, but Jesus never says, hey— Help the poor um, and, you know, spread the, spread the gospel. And if people don't listen to you, force my values onto them through government legislation. I mean, that's just, this is not in the Bible. And yet here we are. And yet here we are. <laughs> right? And <laughs> right. we, you know, those of us that feel like taxation is theft, uh, right. you know, we feel like just because you think you're going to use my taxes that you took from me, for, for something you say is good, uh, right. that does not make it right. That does not exactly. make it moral. And, no. and those are the kind of thoughts that I, I love to just kind of chew on and to mm-hmm. give to our listeners. Because we are, you know, people tune in to hear about guns, but they also tune in to hear about freedom on the radio. Right. We're Gun Freedom Radio. And so um, this is such an, an interesting idea. And I think that, you know, somehow we lost the idea that, your rights only extend so far as where mine began. Yeah, exactly. I haven't even exactly. heard that phrase in probably a decade. And, yeah. And that, I mean, that was like just a, a natural, normal thought process as I was growing up. And so I'm like, where did that go? Was it purposely, where did it go? you know, was it purposely weeded out? Have we just fallen asleep? Uh, like, what what is going on out there? So... So you do have a hopeful tone, and we're, we're about to run out of time, but what yep. is the hope? When you say the, the rebirth of a nation, where does, where does, how does that even happen? Well, it has to happen uh, on the ground, grassroots level, as you pointed out. It has to happen with the people. We have to re-educate ourselves. We have to pursue these concepts that, that turn the world upside down for the better, for the good, upending centuries, dare I say millennia, of authoritarian control. For the first time in history, in human history, a government was built on the idea that all people were equal. And if we can spread that idea to enough people and we can reinfuse that DNA back into enough people in this country, then we will start to see those values reassert themselves in our government. And I believe, I believe it's a personal conviction. I can't, I can't point to, to, you know, necessarily a facts out there, but I just believe that these ideas exist for a reason and they're not going to go anywhere. But that doesn't mean we can just sit back and kind of let whatever happens. We have to get out there and we have to engage with people. We can't be angry with people who disagree with us. We can't call them names. We have to look at life through their perspective, through their eyes, understand their values for a brief moment just to understand them mm-hmm. and then engage with them about these ideas, about why they think what they think is true. And just spread this message of, look, we can all be equal. We can all live the life of prosperity we want. We just have to let go of this idea that I can force my values onto other people. Mm. Amen to that. And and maybe a little less talking at and a little more yes. talking to. Absolutely. And that's I know we're out of time, but that's one of the things I've loved about the blog post that went viral is all mm-hmm. the comments and how I've been able to engage with people on both sides and, mm-hmm. and how I'm able to talk with people and we're not mm-hmm. yelling at each other. Yeah, talking with. I like that better than talking to. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. We have got to wrap up, but I I want to already ask you back on the show at some point soon okay. because I think we've got so much more we could dig into and dive into and help Certainly. help people understand how we can resurrect the American spirit and uh, and revive the American spirit. So, Sean, as we go out, please tell folks how they can learn more about you, uh, follow you online. Mm-hmm. So I have a website, seanedwards.com. That's S-E-A-N-E-D-W-A-R-D-S.com. And I have all my blog posts, and you can find out information about my book there. Or you can go to Amazon and just uh, just buy the book. It's not too expensive, uh, just American Resurrection. You can also download, if you just want to download the book for free, you can go to my website, and you can see links to do that. You get on my mailing list that way, and you get blog updates. Um, so if you just want the PDF version to read it on your computer for free, you can do that or you can go to Amazon and get it and just come to my website. And then on Facebook, um, facebook.com forward slash Sean E. Author is my Facebook page. Thank you again so much, Sean Edwards, Thank author you. of American Resurrection. Bye-bye now. All right, stick around because on the other side of this commercial, we have a couple of in-studio guests They happen to uh, work pretty closely with us. They are the team leaders of Pot of Gold Auction House and azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona, right after this. Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Pot of Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. Pot of Gold auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at potofgoldestate.com. Auctions take place the first and third Tuesday of every month and are full of a great mix of antiques, collectibles, jewelry, guns, and coins. Visit our beautiful air-conditioned showroom off the I-10 at Dysart Road at 215 East Western Avenue in historic downtown Avondale. You will find a friendly and knowledgeable staff, comfortable chairs, and we even serve free birthday cake at every auction. Or bid from the comfort of your home at potofgoldestate.com. Don't miss out. Everything is going, going, gone at potofgoldestate.com. Hey, everybody, this is Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan, world champion gunslinger and Hollywood gun coach. In the Westerns, there's always a good guy and a bad guy and sometimes the ugly guy. And I always root for the good guy, which is why I'm here to tell you about the good folks over at azfirearms.com. They are straight shooters and always give you the best deal in town. azfirearms.com is the biggest little gun shop in Arizona and have something for every single gun enthusiast. Long guns, pistols, hunting military, law enforcement, home protection, you name it. And when you've got some guns to sell or trade in and trade up, azfirearms.com are the folks to see. Geez, they bought a cannon once. They are family-owned and operated, friendly staff, courteous, totally reliable. azfirearms.com will give you the best value for your used guns. So stop in, see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd at azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road and tell them Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan sent you. Welcome back and thanks for sticking around. You are with Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. And if you listen to the ads in between each segment, you will hear some for azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona, and also some for Pot of Gold Auctions. Both of those businesses sponsor our work here at Gun Freedom Radio because we are the owners of both of those businesses. And we have some awesome people who have taken over as our managers or team leaders, as we call them. And they are both here with us today. On the Pot of Gold side, we have, of course, our daughter, Cassie Todd Jameson. Hello, Cassie. Hello. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. This is fun. And on the AZ Firearms side, we have Judd Bickle. Good morning. And as we established, not our daughter. No. Right? We're clear on that point. I hope not. (laughs) Yeah, that would just be completely (laughs) a shock to everybody, including your parents. So, Wait wait a minute. Cassie, you, you told mom thanks for having her. Having you? Oh, oh my. Uh, is that for being on the show or 
That's sure. good. Yeah. I like that. That was good. 27 years ago, right? 27? I got it right you this got time? got it right today. I always call her 26. Thanks I'm for having her, Cheryl. Trying to be nice. And then thanks she, for having her. Thanks for having her. Okay. Cassie, tell us a little bit about not only Pot of Gold, but um, sort of like why are you in the studio today? Why are you and Judd in the studio today? Um, because we're having a really big gun and military themed auction coming up. It's our 10th year doing it wow yes a decade so, yes so um it's it's gonna be a big day we're gonna have guns and ammo and medals and swords and knives oh my oh my oh my <laughs> all right so before we dig into the meat of that because i know that that's really judd's candy land right there um i want cassie you tell us uh you know you've we've been in business 10 years right Mm-hmm. But um, how does the general process of an auction work? So you wake up on a Monday morning. What happens? As far as consigning, like from sure. from the beginning. Yeah. So people bring their items into us or send pictures and inquire about how the process works. And uh, we bring it in. We handle it from there. After it's consigned with us and we agree on a consignment rate, we take care of it. We photograph it. We describe it. We research it. We put it on the website. If it gets sent um, out of state, we ship it for you, too. So we take care of everything once the items are dropped off. You mean you can ship a gun out of state? You can ship a gun. Oh, my. Oh, my. We're going to get to that. That's something to stick around for um, because there's a lot of misinformation out there about that. But so uh, if I'm a consigner, now a consigner is somebody that wants to sell something. Right. Right. So I've got, I don't know what I've got, just uh, an awesome uh, antique dresser, let's say. So I'm like... Oh, she wrinkled her nose. Uh oh. <laughs> well, furniture just doesn't do that well at our auction house. But we could go with an antique vase. Let's try. We this. could go with jewelry. We how, could go with slot machines. How about a poo poo of things? A poo poo <laughs> platter. Oh, yeah, back to the poo poo. So, all right. Let, I have I have some beautiful jewelry I don't wear yes. anymore. So I I live here in the valley. So I just drive it on over to you. Yes. Right. What if I don't live here in the valley and I still want to use pot of gold? To sell your items, you can contact us through email or call us, and you can mail it to us, and we can handle it every, basically the same step. You're just mailing it to us. So when when you sell it, then... Uh, the Friday or so after the auction, uh, we'd write the checks, and we mail them to you. Ooh. So you get paid that quick. I don't have to pay for shipping after it's sold no, or No, we handle all of that. So once it's sold, we take care of it. We charge the customer the shipping fees. You're done after you drop it off or mail it to us. That just sounds too easy. It I is. I love that. It's easy. We send you a link to your items once they're listed so you can follow along and watch the auction action. What link? What? what how do you, if I don't. Potofgoldestate.com. Perfect. Potofgoldestate.com. Okay. So, Cassie, what if a guy, what if somebody buys a gun? I, I can sign some guns to you, and um, the guy that buys a gun is a bad guy. What happens? Well, then, I mean, what happens next? I think. Judd's going to explain some of that, but everyone goes through a background check. Okay. So no bad guys are going to get the guns because we go through the background check. We go through the FFL. Absolutely. Now, Judd has been sitting here very, very patiently, and he's probably like, ooh, ooh, I can answer that. So, Judd, tell us about AZ Firearms. How long has AZ Firearms been in business? What do you sell? Uh, how about the question Dan just asked about how do, you know, how do we make sure bad guys aren't getting our stuff? Okay. Well, we've been in business since 2006, and um, we work closely with, with the uh, auction side of the house, as, as I call it. Um, and we pretty much sell the gun culture. We sell everything in between those parameters, everything from self-defense firearms to antique firearms, vintage firearms, collectible firearms, pretty much everything. Uh, I think we're one of the few shops uh, really in the state, and any that I've run across. There's a few in the country that are similar to us, but... Um, not the, any that I know of in, around here, around Phoenix. And what what would make AZ Firearms different if it, if we're selling the same stuff that maybe you could go to a big box store? What makes us different? Well, I mean, the big boxes they have their places. I mean, that's where I go to buy my camo. Mm-hmm. That's where to, where I go to buy my deer hunting stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, when I go to buy a gun, it's kind of a personal experience, mm-hmm. and you want to make sure that you're getting the gun that's suited for you. Mm-hmm. And that you're buying it from people that are in that culture. Mm. And again, I'm not uh, I'm not knocking the big box stores, but you know, anytime you take a number, I have an issue with that. Mm-hmm. You know, 
Um, we basically sell our customer service. Uh, we will sit there and make sure that the customer is getting the gun they're looking for. And a lot of people come in, they don't quite know what they're looking for. And we kind of guide them through those, those pitfalls. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, so I am definitely hearing service-driven, right? Very much so, yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So small, but maybe worth checking out. Now, how would people check us out online? azfirearms.com. Okay, and so uh, as Dan said, but so how do we know that you know when we're selling something mm-hmm. to someone that they're they're an okay person? Well, you really uh, uh, when somebody buys it over the uh, on an auction, the gun goes through a process that's no different than if we got a brand new gun from a distributor or bought a gun through the um, through the gun shop and decided to sell it to somebody. They still have to go through all of the paperwork. The gun has to go through. Our internal processes of putting it in our, our logbook, not to get too technical, but in our logbook, um, and then when we sell it, everybody goes through the same process, whether it's a background check, and there's a few exemptions for the background check, but they're few and far between, um, but they still have to go through the same thing. So when you buy a gun or if we ship a gun out of state, it goes to a dealer. We're not shipping it to somebody's doorstep. Uh, not anybody can just come on, buy a gun, and we ship it to their house. It doesn't work that way. That is definitely a fallacy that's so been yeah. tossed around So if an individual wants to sell some guns, it's probably a little safer going through your local gun shop or something like AZ Firearms. Right? I, you know, I highly recommend if you're going to sell a gun to anybody that you don't know, uh, you know, if it's, a, if it's a father selling it to a son, a son selling it to a, a close friend or family member, that's one thing. But if you don't know this person, you don't know what they're going to do with that, that gun, you really have no idea. Uh, the smartest thing to do is to take it to a gun dealer, let them take it into their books and sell it to that person or transfer it to that person. You cut ties with that gun at a very specific date and it's tracked through the through the dealer. Mm-hmm. Everybody just sleeps better, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Cassie, let's get to the meat of things. Uh, this auction. Uh, how long does it take for you to plan to have one of these auctions? Uh, we start planning for it the day after the auction happens. <laughs> it's a year-long process because if some we like to have the best of the best, the rare, the unique for that auction. Um, so we start looking for the collectors that are trying to get rid of their full estate or their full collection. Um, if a really rare gun comes in, we ask the consigner, do you mind waiting because we have a huge audience for this? We get calls in about July from people saying, you're having your auction, right? Because I'm getting ready to schedule my hotel because it's in conjunction with oh, the wow. big gun show that happens. Um, it's the day after that. Um, so they call and say, I'm booking my hotel. I want to stay the extra day. I wanted to make sure you're still having the auction. And they, we get those calls. It's awesome. It, it, it makes me feel good that we're known well enough and that this is a big enough event that people will spend another hotel night to be here, even though they can bid online. So this is kind of a big deal. It's a big deal. It's fun. And people remember us every year because we take a bunch of the guns to the big gun show that's in Phoenix um, so that we can show them off and let people know what what's going to be up for auction. And they remember us and they say, yep, we'll be there. And it's just it's fun. So this auction, we have 12 tables at the Crossroads show. We're in the SAR building and we'll have not all the guns there, but 12 tables worth of guns. We will. So you can look at them, touch them, leave bids with us, or come down that next day, the day after the gun show, Monday night, and buy them. Now, again, that's in Phoenix where the right. gun show is, but people fly in from all over the country. Oh, they do. So um, even though you know we're sitting in Phoenix and we're, we're talking about Phoenix, we're really talking to everybody, talking right. with, yeah. <laughs> taking off of our last segment, everybody across the nation. Now, we've got to uh, jump off for a commercial real quick. But when we come back around, we're going to dig a little more into the meat. So, Jed, you start thinking about, you know, those key things, those exciting things that are going to make people really sit up and take notice and want to come out and uh, either come online or come out uh, to the shop and check those out at the auction. All right. All right. Stick around. Coming right back, we've got Cassie Todd Jameson and Judd Bickle of Pot of Gold Auctions and azfirearms.com.
And we're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it, as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ, as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun? Absolutely. azfirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment, staffed by knowledgeable people. azfirearms.com is Knolltown Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit azfirearms.com. I'm Rob Morse from the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. Each week we share stories about men and women who saved lives. Now I'm asking you to be a lifesaver as well. The Second Amendment Foundation protects our rights to keep and bear arms. They defend our rights in courts from coast to coast. Today, they need our help. Please go to saf.org and join the Second Amendment Foundation. That's saf.org. Be a part of the gold rush and head on down to see my friends at Pot of Gold Auctions in Avondale, Arizona. Or check out the auction online at potofgoldstate.com. These folks auction off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Everything is going, going, gone. So you best hurry and tell them Don Cogger sent you. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And sitting right here in our studio, we have our team leader, our manager, we, we like the, the word team leader, the phrase team leader, uh, Judd Bickle. And next to him, we have the team leader, manager of our auction house, Pot of Gold Auction. And they are in studio today because once a year, we have a big and exciting event that, Cassie, you tell us quickly what the big and exciting event it's is. It's our big gun and military auction. Ooh, now you've got like a Facebook event going on about we do. it. We you, do. And how do you check it out online? If you go to the AZ Firearms Facebook page, it's on the event tab. Um, you can see some of the items that we're selling. It's got all the links to the catalogs on there. Or you can just go to potofgoldestate.com. It's December 5th, gun and military auction. Very good. Now, Judd, what will people expect to find? Like, you know, they're, we're busy people, right? We're just so distracted so quickly. What are a couple of the key things that, you know, when you tell us right now in the microphone, people are going to say, oh, I got to check that out. What was that pot of gold estate? What now? Mm-hmm. Well, we have a lot of very rare firearms. We've got uh, a lot of historical firearms. But we also have some pretty modern firearms, and my favorite being the 50 cal. I think the, the bigger the boom, the more I like it. Arr, arr, so, yeah, right? yeah. So we've got, uh, we've got three at my last count. There may be a fourth, but I think we have three 50 cals that are going to be at auction. Wow. And yeah. Yeah, those are going to be fun. And, oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah, a matter of fact, the other day I was pulling one out of the closet, didn't know there was a 50 in the box. And I, I said, this has got to be a 50 caliber because it weighs a ton. Sure enough, opened it up, and it was a 50 cal. But we, uh, we have that. We have, um, like I said, a lot of the historical firearms. If you've ever um, handled a, a German Mauser or something like that that actually came out of the war, uh, a lot of interesting firearms. And we've got some that, that uh, may not have much of a military background but are, are fairly rare. Wow. Now, there's also, so when you say military, it's just uh, firearms that are the military or you know, do you have like oh, no. <laughs> uniforms and yeah, hats we, we've and got, helmets and? Yeah, we've got all of that. We've got uh, really, uh, a really neat collection of knives too that are going to be auctioned off. Knives are yeah. a big deal. I mm-hmm. didn't really realize that. You know, I kind of mm-hmm. grew up around the gun mm-hmm. world, and so um, they're not only very, you know, they're great for self protection, but some people collect them. Oh yeah, there's a lot of knife collectors out there. Some of the ones that we have are just absolutely amazing and. Um, I was handling one the other day, and my, my first thought was, what could this knife tell me if it could talk? Mm. 
that's uh, you know anything historical. Yeah, you know that's yeah. where I go. Whose hands held this? Yeah, where you did know? this come from? Yeah, I love that kind of thing. What I was interested in, you know, I was coming and thumbing through looking. There's some English medals that are pretty rare. I mean, really rare. So it's going to be exciting auction. We also have some newer knives. There's some Spiderco knives that are well made, high end high end knives. They're going to be there. So some great stuff. Very we've, cool. We've also had people come in specifically, almost drooling, um, asking to look for the at the Colt Python. They are, some people, <laughs> I, a guy came in the other day, he was afraid to touch it. He's oh. like, I can't touch it. And oh, then wow. we have an engraved Henry 1866 lever action rifle that people are pretty excited about too. So. Henry, all American made. Mm. Now that, that Henry rifle, if I remember, it was appraised for like $50,000 or more. It's really a, a gun. And I mean, it's, it's, it's an old one. It's, it was oh, wow. engraved many, many years ago. So that's, so that's exciting. Potofgoldestate.com is where people look at this, right? Yes. Okay, so Dan touched on this in the last segment, but I want to dig a little deeper. There is this fallacy out there about the Internet loophole and selling guns online. So if I can't make it to Arizona, suppose I'm sitting in, I don't know, what's a North Carolina, right? That's a good gun-owning state. Um, how? What's a process so that I can buy it and know that I'm not breaking any laws because that's your specialty. All I want to do is buy the thing. You know, how do I make sure that I'm doing it right? Mm-hmm. Who wants to answer that, Cassie or Judd? I'll go Judd ahead and take that. Take okay. um, we try to make it as painless as, as we can, and most gun dealers around the country know the process. If you buy a gun from somebody out of state, um, we'll request from that dealer a copy of their federal firearms license. We'll make sure that it's legitimate. And then we uh, will send the gun to them, and then you as the buyer would go and fill out the appropriate paperwork and take, take possession of the gun. So really, it's no different than if you purchased a gun from their inventory. They have the possession of the gun. They're going to transfer it to you. So, we, so what do they mean by loophole? What does that there mean? There is no loophole. I mean, can you buy a gun online? You can pay for a gun online, but are you going to receive a gun from, a, from an order online? Is it going to come to your, your, your door? It's not. And and if that were to happen person to person, they are breaking multiple laws. Yeah. And yeah. so there's no loophole. No, there's It's just no, there's a no way for the politicians and the media to kind of like scare us a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and like. there's there's no dealer out there that's going to risk their license to sell you to make $50 on a gun. Right. They're just not going to do well, it. Well, Cassie, it's, it seems uh, kind of um, risky. I mean, what if I buy a couple of rifles and maybe I pay two $300 for them? You're probably going to get me with a whole bunch of shipping charges, right? Well, it's $35 for the first firearm and then $15 each firearm after that. Um, so the $35 covers um, all the shipping fees and the transfer fees, and we'll ship it to your local FFL dealer. Okay, so then the only, only other thing I have to worry about is what my dealer charges to accept the Right, transfer. so that's your responsibility to line right. up where we ship the guns to check on the fees that right. they might and have. I, I would expect that would be around $35 per gun, and you could check with your dealer's if they're more than 35, then I would do a little shopping. And know. so it doesn't have to be a big box store dealer. It can be a small mom and pops that, you know, I'm, again, I'm in North Carolina. I don't have to go to a Cabela's or a, no. you, you would know, probably be I better off go, not to I go. But I can. You could probably, but I, I think it'd be less chance of problems if you went to a small dealer and versus we like, a big box. we like small mom and pops, right? right? Isn't there a thing, Shop Cassie? small Saturday. Shop small Saturday. I love <laughs> it. Um, so little preview. So this is going to be on... This is going to air on Saturday. Oh, so so Black Friday's Shops already passed. So it's it is today is shop. So okay, I'm caught up now. Okay, I would like to make a comment too that black powder guns, uh, they can go directly to your house unless you live in New York or California. There may be some restrictions with those two states, but anywhere else, we can ship a gun directly to your door if it's a black powder rifle or an antique before ni- 1898. We and if you don't know. Email Judd, right? Yep, we'll take care of it. Sales at azfirearms.com. That is how you reach Judd. If you have questions about the auction, Cassie is Cassie at azfirearms.com. Should be pot of gold. Right? It's too long. It's too long. I just <laughs> I start I, uh, with the AZ Firearms. I'd, I'd like to add this news flash. I mean, we've already got the catalog set up for this auction. I think it's 450 items in this auction. Well, yesterday, Judd and I went to a pickup, and we picked up 83 high-end quality guns that we couldn't put in this auction so what we're doing is we're going to put those in our january 21st saturday auction 
28th. January 28th. January 28th. I'm sorry. January 28th. I see I'm a week behind. <laughs> but anyway, that auction is going to have the 83 guns that we picked up yesterday. And there's some really nice guns. There's HKs, 91s. There's M1As. There's uh, uh, pre-ban yep. AKs. Nice guns. So you will be able to see these guns at the auction um, Monday night. We'll have them on display so you'll know what's available on the 28th of January. I just want to make sure everybody knows. It's Monday, December 5th at 6 p.m. Preview starts at 10 a.m. You can come and hang out all day if you want. You can come preview, save a seat, come back later. There will be food out front to purchase from Angel's Diner, and we always have birthday cake. Don't know whose birthday it is yet. We'll figure that part out. Find somebody. (laughs) So basically, we pump you full of sugar to keep you awake. Yes. So Mm -hmm. you keep your hand in the air. I see I'm telling secrets now. But why are we going to have to keep them awake when the auction usually is over by 930 at night? That's true. That's true. out the door. That's a good point. And uh, the time zone you're talking about, Arizona now aligns with Mountain Mountain Standard Time. So Online bidding closes at 5 p.m. On Monday. On Monday, December December 5th. 5th. Okay, so we've just got like two minutes left, but very quickly, I just want to learn a little bit more about you as people. So, Cassie, you are a millennial, mm, right? Yes. So that, that term. That I know. I, love I know so you much. hate. I hate. I know you hate that being associated with the millennial generation. But auction house manager, I just don't see you going into your your high school jobs counselor and them saying, uh, mm. "All right, so here's one of the options: auction house man." How did yeah. you end up being? I said I was going to be a teacher or work for Disney, and here I am. So. <laughs> No, uh, when you're young and you hashtag family business. Yes, when you're young and your family owns a business your whole life, you don't want nothing to do with it. And then you go out and you work in the real world and you find a job that you love right out of high school, and then you find a job that you don't so much love after that. And it makes you realize how much you appreciate the good employers and the things that you value. And my uh, family had all those things. We sat at the dinner table and went through all the things that you guys were looking to hire for and I kind of fit the bill and once I wanted to work for you and it wanted it was my decision it was just a perfect fit yeah and it's neat how we kind of went through the progression it wasn't like an automatic given that you were gonna oh no it was go out and find a real job yeah yeah. (laughs) dad was like oh I want her to work for us and I was like I don't want to be your boss I want to be your mom I want to be your friend and so it's really worked out great. We got the whole package now. She is awesome at what she does. And Cassie, now- I would rather be called a millennial than an antique. <laughs> <laughs> and Judd, very quickly, you know, you're a normal, reasonable guy, right? You got a wife, a bunch of kids, a new grandbaby, mm-hmm. but you spend your day around these evil guns. Like, mm-hmm. what is that about? Mm, I love it. <laughs> uh, you, you know, I, I left uh, corporate aviation. I used to be a, a, a corporate pilot, and uh, I was always gone. I wasn't there for the first steps of a few children, mm. went there for the first few words mm-hmm. and said, I, I can't do this anymore. So I, I left that uh, uh, and went into insurance, mm-hmm. stayed in insurance for about five years and uh, just decided this, this wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my passion has always been guns, the gun culture, hunting, fishing, camping. And uh, I, it just so happened about the time I was really starting to think about that, I got an email from you. Nice. So we kind of went from there. So, yeah, my, my days, uh, my wife likes to give me a hard time about it. You just get to go play at work. <laughs> it's true. Uh, he it's, works in yeah, a candy store. Like Dan and I on that gun purchase yesterday, I was drooling over some of those guns. <laughs> Trying to have a poker face. Yeah. Well, you're both wonderful people. You are both awesome at what you do. You both have brought incredible things to our, our two businesses, and we're blessed to have you both Thank and you. and we appreciate you spending your days uh helping us to grow our family business so we've got to run cassie tell folks how they can find out more about pot of gold pot of gold estate.com facebook is pot of gold auctions twitter is pot of gold estate one no pot of gold estate sorry about that we're on instagram youtube facebook everything Got uh, oh, sorry judd how do we find out about az firearms uh azfirearms.com and we are, we are on Facebook, and you can call the shop anytime, sales at azfirearms.com. You can email me with any questions. Fantastic. Thank you both so much for coming in. Sure. Now get back you. to Thank work. You. No, yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> All right, stick around. When we come back, we will be in our second hour, and we will be talking with John Correa of Active Self-Protection about... All of these crazy protests and and riots going on. How do you stay safe if you find yourself in the middle of one of those? Stick around.
When you're working hard to beat debt, you've got to think of creative ways to get your income up. Here's an idea. Sell some stuff at auction. Start with locally owned and operated potofgoldestate.com. The owners, Dan and Cheryl Todd, have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques, collectibles, guns, coins, and jewelry. And over their many years in business, they've earned the trust of thousands of people just like you. Whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt, let potofgoldestate.com help you get the extra cash you need. Potofgoldestate.com will purchase your items outright, or you can consign them to their twice-a-month online auction. Pot of Gold's nationwide online auction is a great place to get top dollar for your collectibles. They specialize in everything from antiques, coins, high-end collectibles, to cars, boats, guns, and more. Get started today at potofgoldestate.com or visit them off I-10 and Dysart Road in Historic Avondale for some live auction action. For more information, visit potofgoldestate.com. That's potofgoldestate.com. Hey ladies, Cheryl Todd here from azfirearms.com. Many of us ladies are taking the important step of becoming responsibly armed, but it can be an intimidating process. And with all the politics swirling, a first-time gun buyer, whether a guy or a lady, might feel uncertain about where to begin and who to trust. At azfirearms.com, we are a small, friendly, family-owned shop that specializes in first-time gun buyers. We are staffed with knowledgeable people who are ready to help answer all of your questions. My husband Dan and I pride ourselves on having a safe, no-pressure environment. Once you have decided on a purchase, azfirearms.com partners with professional firearms instructors who will train you to become a responsible, safe, prepared, and proficient gun owner. So ladies and gents, when you are looking for personalized service and a huge selection, come to azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road or visit us on the web at azfirearms.com. 